In a world where two podcasters have no idea what they're doing, they looked up all these facts and information about President's Day. Coming soon to a theater near you. Except not. Mike and this is Steve and we don't know what we're doing that's right each week we pick a different topic to try and uh, figure things out about it so we can learn a little bit more and this week we are talking about how we don't know President's Day I don't know it I don't know it either I mean I uh, I know it's a thing and I remember uh you know you could draw a picture for President's Day and get into Marine World for a discount when you were a little kid that's all I that's all I really remember about it oh that's fun did you do that no We had season passes. Ooh, bougie. (laughs) So I I think today we'll talk a little bit about what the heck is this thing? Why is it a federal holiday? And uh, and then kind of make it a little bit more fun. And uh, we have some other cool stuff lined up. So why don't you kind of take it away, Mike? Tell us a little bit about it. I will take it away right now. All right. So um, so what the hell is President's Day? And why do we celebrate it? I don't know why. Spoiler: There is no President's Day. Oh, because it's actually, it's actually well, it's actually George Washington's birthday, right? Which actually isn't today, but we just celebrate it today. Yes, which is super super weird. Yeah, it's super weird. But I'm gonna get to that. Okay. So, um, President's Day. Yes. Quote quote. Yeah. Um, it's an American holiday holiday celebrated on the third Monday in February. Okay. Which is today. today. And um, it was established in 1885 to recognize President George Washington's birthday. Okay. Um, And his birthday is traditionally celebrated on February 22nd, because that's his birthday. Okay. Um, So there really isn't a President's Day. It's the celebration of George Washington's birthday. Cool. Um, So it became... (laughs) Oh. I was just going to say this feels like, all right, another, (laughs) another weird thing Americans do. Oh, of course. We do weird things. Yeah. Uh, so it became known as President's Day when it was uh, moved to in 1971 as part of the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. Good Lord. Of course, we had to have an act to rename this thing. Yeah. Jesus. UMHA, I will call it now. All right. So uh, the UMHA changed several federal holidays, including Memorial Day, Columbus Day, Labor Day, and Veterans Day. Remember we talked about this before? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, about Veterans Day, how it got pushed to a Monday, but then the veterans uh, and a bunch of other groups like rallied to get it changed, and they uh, did. Right. Yeah, it's coming uh, back to me now. Yeah, call back. Uh, so, um, all right. I, also, with that, they were trying to get the Fourth of July to be pushed to a Monday, but people were like pushed back, and you know they said it was unpatriotic and this and that, and that one was nixed from the f- final list that got approved. I see. And uh, also, some religious groups were concerned that three-day weekends would uh, affect the Sunday school attendance. Okay. I mean, you got to get your kids in Sunday school, right? I guess. <laughs> uh, so after UMHA passed, it was popular with Americans because it provided a paid holiday, and they were like free to go travel. So a lot of people like t- took road trips and whatnot. Yeah, there's a shocker. 
All right. So let's get back to G Wash. Okay. So uh, after his death in 1799, February 22nd became a continued day of remembrance for the most important figure in American history. Like okay. George Washington was like, you know, you always think about him for like American, like as a great American hero. Okay. Don't you? Kind of. Maybe. I mean, I don't, but yeah. Okay. But I mean, when, in I history. Guess, I guess people do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like very like, oh, George Washington. Yeah. He's on. The founding father. One of the dollars, right? Yes. The one dollar? The one dollar, yes. There you go. Because he's number one. Right. All right. Um, so, yeah, in the late 1870s, Senator Steve Wallace Dorsey of Arkansas was the first person to uh, propose a measure for him to get uh, like a, a like a official day. Okay. And in 1879, the president at the time, President Rutherford B. Hayes, signed it into law. So it became law in D.C. to be a holiday. Okay. But then... A few years later, in 1885, it was expanded to the whole United States I as see. a federal holiday. So we've been doing this for a long time, is what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's odd. <laughs> I don't know why we wouldn't have just said February 22nd if that's his actual birthday. But yeah, sure. I mean, I guess it's, you know, they want to make it a 3D weekend. Mm-hmm. So. And, I, you know, I'm sure that was good for the economy because people were out spending money. They had an extra day off. Sure. Uh, and you found something about sales, maybe? Yeah, it's a big day for sales because it's a three-day weekend. But <laughs> research shows it's not particularly that great. Really? Yeah. I think, oh, you people know People talk about it, but it's it's maybe a good time to buy furniture, but not super outstanding necessarily. But a lot of retailers are having sales, but... Mm-hmm. You know, research basically shows not the best time of the year to buy necessarily any one thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought I heard that, like, President's Day is, the, like, the time to go get a car. Yeah. Or... The car one shows actually not. Oh, That one specifically not really. The mattress, the rumor of, like, it's a good time to buy a mattress, eh, kind of. This year, all of the online mattress people are having sales. They all have promo codes. Hmm. Um, oh, like the... Casper. Yeah, like Casper and Lisa and, you know, uh, was it Tuft and Needle or whatever it's called. Um, and then a lot of the clothing retailers like Macy's and Old Navy, they're all having big discounts this weekend too. Uh, furniture stores like Target, West Elm, Crate and Barrel, they're all having big sales too. So I guess research shows that furniture is probably the best of these kind of sales. Hmm. But, you know. It's a three-day weekend. People are off work. They need have more time to kind of hang out and do stuff. So, sale time. So, are you trying to say that you want to go to Ikea? I am never saying I want to go to Ikea. <laughs> that is never something I want to do. But you love the meatballs. You love the meatballs. I think they taste like horse. Aw. Well, kind of switching topics a little bit, I wanted to talk about um, something we haven't been doing since the 1800s. Uh, but we've only been doing since the 60s, which is the National Portrait Gallery. So uh, the presidents always get their portraits painted, and they're entered into the National Portrait Gallery, which is part of the Smithsonian Institute. And this past week, former President Obama and First Lady had their portraits unveiled. Hmm. Too much controversy. Why is that? Because they weren't boring-ass portraits. <laughs> so... Um, Usually these portraits are, you know, pretty typical. They're a pretty standard background. The president is sitting there in a suit, sometimes with or without a tie. 
uh, Jimmy Carter did his suit in kind of a, a tan colored suit or a khaki colored suit, I guess, rather than a dark suit. And that's pretty much as much flair as they've had up Ooh. until now. He's a so contrast that with these new portraits of the Obamas that came out and um, uh, former President Barack Obama, his his portrait is very colorful, very vibrant. So it's a picture of him kind of casually sitting in a chair and that mm -hmm. chair is floating on this field of foliage and flowers. What? And so, um, so Americans are really kind of, a lot of Americans are really confused about this because it's so different than the traditional portraits. Cause we don't like change. Uh, I think it's also people were just confused on, you know, why, why, what's the symbolism there? Um, so this was, uh, done by, uh, the artist's name is Kehinde Wiley. Mm -hmm. And that's who did, uh, Barack's portrait. Mm -hmm. And, Apparently, there's a whole bunch of meaning behind it. So he's famous for doing these kind of um, in-your-face portraits, generally of men, but he had a famous series a little while ago of, like, women decapitating each other. is crazy. But he's <laughs> got uh, this... He's famous for doing these kind of unusual portraits. And uh, his explanation of it was that the plants and foliage actually do have a meaning. So the flowers that are in the background are symbolizing Barack's roots to Chicago and Hawaii and his his, um, his father's uh, heritage from Africa, too. Hmm. So they had different flowers in the background that represent each of those different places. So, And then Michelle's portrait was also a little bit controversial. Hers was done uh, by the artist Amy Sherald, and she's wearing this dress that was done by a designer last year, and the dress was symbolizing equality, racial equality, um, LGBT. QT equality, all kinds of equality. And so she's wearing it. It's very um, kind of graphic and um, patterny, and mm -hmm. which is very different from the, you know, typical solid colored blocked first lady kind of suit dresses that you're used to. I mean, they had style. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the other part of the controversy over Michelle's was that uh, the artist chose a more muted colored palette. So mm -hmm. Barack's is very vibrant, but Michelle's is very muted. And the um, it's almost like a grayscale um, color palette. Oh, interesting. And so there's this bit of a controversy about, like, why is her skin gray and not actually brown? Because they're the first African-American presidential family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think people just – people want to complain about everything. I look at these, and I think they are both spectacular portraits. I think they're really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So I'll post pictures of them in the show link for cool. this week. But they're I'll really look, cool. Look forward to seeing it. Yeah. So – Continuing with uh, the president as a very, very loose theme, uh, because I get bored with the, you know, kind of presidential um, typical stuff. Because you hear it every day. Yeah, pretty much. We can't get away from it. So I thought it would be fun to kind of go running, screaming in the opposite direction. <laughs> and, kind of talk about, and kind of talk about some pop culture here <laughs> that would be kind of loosely tied to presidents in one way or another. All How right. does that sound? That sounds great. All right, cool. So I just picked like a handful of kind of TVs and movies here that are sort of loosely associated with presidents. And then maybe if you have some others at the end that are standouts to you, you can just throw them out there and we'll talk about them. Sounds good. All right. So first one, Air Force One. Do you remember this movie? I don't think I ever saw it the whole way through. I really? remember oh, like the I end I love part. this movie. So this is from uh, 1997. It's with Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman. Harrison Ford plays the president and... Gary Oldman is a Russian terrorist who takes over um, the plane, uh, Air Force One, while the president and his family are on it. So serious black ensues. 
is hijacking a plane from han solo yes okay yeah uh yeah so i mean you know typical action movie from the 90s it's kind of cheesy but i loved this movie my brother and i watched it all the time why'd you love it um i don't know it was just sort of uh i feel like this was you know harrison ford was on this big run in the 90s of like great action movies you Mm -hmm. know he had done the indiana jones series in the 80s leading into the 90s uh last crusade was in like 89 and then he had done this whole series of movies he had done clear and present danger he had done the fugitive Mm -hmm. um, and then air force one and it was just you know he was so good at being these serious characters who weren't um they weren't like overly sexy like a james bond but he was just Mm -hmm. like a guy's guy and he got the job done gotcha So he's just believable in these roles. So that was really fun. And of course, had the big famous line at the end of the movie. Get off my train. Get off my plane. Get off my plane. Oh, plane. Plane, because it's Air Force One. Oh, yeah. Not Air Force Train. No ticket. Train Force One. No ticket. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, How about we move on to Dead Presidents? Oh. From 1993. I remember this. So this is a movie by the Hughes brothers. Uh, they got famous for their movie Menace to Society a year or two before. Um, so this movie stars Lorenz Tate, Keith David, uh, Chris Tucker, and Freddie Rodriguez. <laughs> so this one, a um, bit of a different movie. I mean, loosely associated to President here as the theme. But oh, yeah. this was it about President in the name. Yeah, because it had President in the name. Um, I don't know why... But for whatever reason, this one just jumped to my mind. And I've actually never seen this movie. But now that I actually know what it's about, I want to go see this movie. Really? Yeah. So this movie is about a Vietnam uh, War veteran who comes back from the war and is kind of um, disjointed with the U.S. Because, you know, he went to go fight for his country and then Mm -hmm. he comes back. And, of course, the U.S. doesn't support him as we promised a lot of people who fought for us and particularly in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So he gets together with a group of guys and they plan a heist, which clearly does not go well. <laughs> so, but apparently it's based on a true story. Really? Which I didn't know. Oh, so there's a whole book that was written about it. Um, the, this guy wrote a book. Um, this author, Terry, uh, Wallace Terry wrote a book published in 1984. They shopped it around for a long time. Couldn't get it published. Uh, they reworked it for a while, and then it got published, and like 10 years later, they, they made this movie out of it. Hmm. I didn't know it was based on the true story. Yeah, based on the true story, the the guy's name that the actual story happened to, I'm going to totally butcher this name, but it's Ari Sesu Meritason? Hmm. I don't know. I'm totally butchering that. But anyways, I've never seen this one, but now that I actually know what it's about, I'm really interested in seeing this, so I might watch this today. I remember it, the... Uh... The face paint, yeah, like it was on the the movie cover. Yeah, I remember the when I remember when this movie came out and the posters were, you know, it's this really stark all black poster and mm-hmm. it's just the face with the gun coming out because they had painted their faces white in the movie for this heist. I think they made fun of it on "Don't Be a Menace" while drinking your juice in the hood. Oh yeah, I think I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, ready to move on? I'm ready. Okay, wag the dog. I never saw this one. All right, this one's also from 1997. What kind of dog? So, no dog, actually. Hmm. Dog wasn't the point of this movie. So, Wagging was? Wag the dog is this old... Shut up. <laughs> wag the dog is an old English expression, um, and it goes, why does the dog wag its tail? Well, because the dog is smarter than its tail. 
If the tail were smarter, it would wag the dog. So it's an old English expression. So I'm confused. Basically, it's saying, like, what's wagging what? Like, the whole idea is, like, who's controlling who? That's what's the whole idea. What? Yeah, it's just an expression. Okay. The story actually has nothing to do with that. The movie is about um, a president who gets into a sex scandal two weeks before re-election. And then Robert Nero plays a fixer. So think Olivia Pope, 20 years before scandal. <laughs> yeah. So he plays this fixer in D.C. And he hires a Hollywood producer who's played by Dustin Hoffman. And they come up with this idea of they're going to create a fake war to distract the public, the U.S. public, from the sex scandal. So that they're going to pay attention to this war instead. So basically this is based on real life? Uh, no, this was just a movie. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> but i mean you know yeah so anyways uh i really like this one i remember really liking this movie when it came out it's really interesting it has a really big cast too which i didn't re remember but in addition to uh de niro and dustin hoffman it also has anne Heche, dennis leary willie nelson andrea martin kirsten dunst william h macy woody harrelson and craig t nelson what it's coach a yes or Mr. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Or the dad from Poltergeist. Mm -hmm. However you choose to name him. Uh, but I brought this one up because, like you kind of alluded to, it's really relevant today, this idea of, like, fake news. And, you know, especially now on the Internet, we have a particularly hard time of understanding what's real or fake. Mm -hmm. and you really have to look into it. But this movie in particular, it's all, you know, it's kind of before the Internet era. So they make up this whole fake war on TV. And so it's this Hollywood producer. They shoot this whole thing. And oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a good movie. Huh. It's a really good movie. All right, I got one more. Is it as good as The Net, though? Um, Don't start making fun of The Net. I love that movie, so just shut your face. <laughs> that movie is so good. It's terrible. We should do an episode about The Net. We absolutely should do an episode about The Net. Okay. All right. Um, one more of the more modern era. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Is that the one you made me watch? Yes. So this was like my favorite book of twenty sixteen. Stephen King book. Um, this is about a guy who goes back in time to present prevent the assassination of JFK. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was really it. interesting. So Hulu adapted this into a miniseries back in two thousand sixteen. Sorry, this the book was in two thousand eleven. Uh, the miniseries was in two thousand sixteen. Um, so Hulu did this miniseries, starred uh, James Franco. Um, yeah, really good adaptation. You like this one too, right? Mm -hmm. I did like it. Yeah. So, you know, he has to go back in time and like the whole idea is that the he goes back in time, but not directly, not like a back to the future moment where you can put in any moment. There just happens to be this one thing that puts you back in one spot in time. However, somehow it's like a time rip. And uh, so he goes back in time and has to try and figure out how to prevent it. But where he goes back in time ends up being like two years before prevent the what the assassination of JFK. Oh yeah. So he has to kind of spend two years in the past to try and do things that will help him prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. While really aging in the, past. while aging in the past, but then can come back and totally. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was super interesting. Yeah. And the book has all these awesome, cool little details of like tie-ins to other Stephen King movies. Like it goes to, Part of it takes place in Derry, where the story of It takes place, mm -hmm. and there's a couple of other really cool tie-ins, too. They didn't do so much of it in the show, but it was really well done, I thought. Nice. Yeah. Also, the audiobook is really good. It's narrated by uh, Craig Wasson. It was really, really good. Highly recommend that one on Audible. All right. Do you have that? 
I do have that. Ooh, I'll listen to it. Then. Good, you should. It's really good. All right. Now, to wrap this up, my pop culture, my loose connection to President's Day of pop culture, mm-hmm. I want to talk about two excellent pieces of cinema, both called President's Day. <laughs> uh, so I found out that there are more. there is more than one low-budget horror movie called President's Day. <laughs> so the first is from 2010 from a company called Spy Video. It had a budget of $5,000 <laughs> and a tagline of, Hail to the chief, or he'll hack you to pieces. But are you ready for the uh, the synopsis as as portrayed on IMDb for this? I'm ready. It's campaign season, and the students of Lincoln High are buzzing about who's going to be class president. But when a psycho dressed as Abraham Lincoln is hacking up students, the candidates must run for their lives. <laughs> Aren't you intrigued for this cinematic masterpiece, Michael? I'm intrigued. I'm not. Buy me a ticket. How about this one? From just last year, another movie called President's Day. This one from Crooked Jaw Productions, Ooh. so you know it's good. I, I do know okay. it's good. Uh, this one's more like a horror comedy, it would appear. Are you ready for this tagline? <laughs> yes. Let freedom bleed. <laughs> so well, okay. patriotic. What would be another good tagline for it? Ooh, ooh. How about... um, um. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, four score and seven kills ago. <laughs> no? That's kind of funny. Uh, we the people come together to die. Ooh. I don't know. That's kind of dark. Well, it's a horror movie. Hmm. Okay, this one has a really great synopsis. Are you ready? <laughs> Paul Rizzo results show. No. Death is coming. No. No? No. <laughs> the results are in. All signs point to death. Ooh. You just ran with mine. The hanging chad of death. No? All right. <laughs> no. Let's, let's get to the tagline for this one because okay. it is so good. Okay. Okay. The zombified leaders of the free world rise from the dead to hunt down a group of ill-fated teens and give them a lethal lesson of American history. <laughs> God, these sound terrible. So I watched the trailers for both of these. They have way too much nudity, even as seen in the trailers. They look crappy. I'm sure we will watch them with our friend Jason at some point in the near future. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that was my wrap-up. Any other wonderful president pop culture movie references um, you'd like to make? Yes. I know there's a lot, but those were my random ones. Bill Pullman and in the Independence Day. Of Independence Day, yes. the first one. Yes. When he made that speech. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Everybody wanted to stand up and like salute, I think. Did they? I don't know. Oh. Uh. I thought we went to the theater in Houston after yeah. Houston got destroyed. Oh, yeah, that's right. You it guys got, got nuked. nuked in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it didn't do anything to the no, UFO spoiler. But, uh, yeah, I remember like after he was like saying his thing, yeah. everybody was like, yeah, America. Totally. What about uh, Martin Sheen on the West Wing? I still love that show. He, yeah, you watched it. I think I started watching uh, some I of still watch you. it. It's on Netflix in its entirety. So good. Ah, so I didn't really see it. But yeah. he was he was good. What about um, the president in Scandal? Yeah. That you want to explain what that, that is? is? What is that? Yeah. The... 
Twitch. Oh, that's a bunch of camera sounds that they play, like between scenes, <laughs> um, because Scandal is this uh, good slash awful TV soap opera about Carrie Washington, who plays Olivia Pope, a fixer in D.C., and she has an affair with the president somehow for like seven seasons. <laughs> It's like, it's on again, it's off again. Girl, get over it. Move on. The show. What did you do? What did you do? I am the scandal. Oh, God. God, that show was terrible. I used to love it. (laughs) Wow, we need to get caught back up on that. No, we really don't. We do. It's it's the last season. No. We need to do it. Although, you know what I do here? What? I heard that Elise Keating is now in therapy on how to get away with murder, so you know shit's getting good on that one. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. What about anything else? Any other presidents that come mm, to mind? President. Not really. No? No, I, I think Bill Pullman was the, the big one that I, right. I, I that stood out. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Hmm. I used to like that movie a lot. Like, a lot. Yeah. That's a bad movie, though. So, now I want to do a little uh, game with you. Oh, uh, okay. I called it Quiz Whiz. Quiz whiz. Yeah, actually, I wrote it down as whiz quiz, but then kind of sounded... Whiz quiz sounds gross. Yeah, yeah. Let's call it quiz whiz. Okay. Which doesn't sound much better, but it's less gross. It's a little... Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to ask you questions, and you answer as fast as you can. Lightning quiz whiz. Lightning quiz whiz. Got it. Not whiz quiz. Got it. All right. So, what president's birthday is on February 22nd? George Washington. You just talked about that. I did. Two minutes ago. Or like um, 20 minutes ago. So you're kind of right. Okay. Is there more than one? No. Oh. Haha. So <laughs> George Washington was born on either February 11th, 1731, or February 22nd, 1732, depending on which calendar you consulted. Okay. Because uh, way back then in England, they observed a different one. They used the, um, uh, I forget. I don't know. They used one calendar, and it... <laughs> When he can't, they switched to the Gregorian calendar. I'm just going to point out, this is not a very lightning, lightning round. I'm sorry. It threw everything off. Got it. Anyways, uh, what state celebrates President's Day as a national holiday? All of them. Do they? Isn't it a federal holiday? None. Oh. Because Congress never declared a national holiday in all states for President's Day. Oh, okay. And each state can decide its own legal holiday. Got it. So it sometimes leads to calendar discrepancies. I see. All right. Which federal holiday was the first to celebrate the life of an individual American? Which, uh, ooh, God. Which federal holiday was the first to celebrate the life of an individual American? Five, four, Uh, three, two, one. Answer. uh, Throw an answer. Lincoln's birthday. No. I have no idea. Uh, George Washington. Okay, so is it the trick just basically that all of these questions are about George Washington? <laughs> this is not no. a very lightning round. I know. You need to be faster. Okay. Well, then don't <laughs> explain the answer. Um, yeah, George Washington's birthday was the first, or uh, what did I call him? G-Wash? G-Wash. G-Wash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you said this was going on for like 100 years already. Yeah. More than that. But So yeah. he was the first holiday, federal holiday to celebrate the life of an individual American. Got it. How many years later was the second federal holiday celebrating the life of an individual American? 23. And who was that? No idea. No and no. Okay. Almost 100 years later, in 1983, 
Martin Luther King Jr. Day was the second American. Really? That long? Yep. Dang. Well, at least it was a worthy person. Yeah. That's cool. He was the second one to be recognized. All right. Uh, What day in February is Abraham Lincoln's birthday? Um, 16. Nope. Today. Oh. Happy birthday, Lincoln. Wait. So today is Lincoln's birthday? Yes. That's why some states celebrate it as Lincoln's birthday and Washington's birthday, I guess. Well, because they're in February. I had read that. Ah. Some states are, some states celebrate it as President's Day. Some states celebrate it as Lincoln and Washington's birthday. Like I said earlier, some each state can decide its own legal holiday. I learned something. You did. Um. Oh, actually, and coming to it, uh, is it a federal holiday? No, we just said that. <sighs> I was seeing if you were paying. You're attention. terrible at this. <laughs> um, this is no, why you don't make game shows. Shush. Uh, in fact, some states recognize it, as we talked about. Uh, like Illinois, yeah, that's uh, Lincoln's adopted home state. Okay, California, Connecticut, Missouri, and New York. All right, that's all my my question. This was a terrible lightning round. <laughs> First of all, it took like four minutes. <laughs> you explained every answer. There were only like five questions. I think you need to uh, understand what lightning round really means. You we said don't... you said answer as fast as you can. Why was that? So you can hurry up and explain the wrong how I was wrong. I mean, oh my god, maybe. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. By the by, as a side product of this, uh, I decided that when I was researching stuff for this show, um, I saw that the test to uh, become an American citizen often involves questions about the president. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would take it. I passed. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I did not pass with 100%. (laughs) I don't think a lot of people would. There are some really weird trick questions in there. Hmm. Yeah. Like what? Oh, like how many years does somebody run versus the president or whatever? I was like, I don't know. I just (laughs) look at the information when I'm supposed to choose. Were you just like, true? No, it was like multiple choice. Like six, nine, (laughs) twelve. Yeah. All right. So let's get to... What the fuck facts? Ooh. WTF facts. WTF facts. So I got some of these from uh, KQED, which is Ooh, a okay. station around here, right? That's our PBS affiliate yeah. here in the Bay Area. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. They made the American Suburb podcast, which is excellent. Oh, that one was really good. Yeah. All uh, right. Hit me with some WTF facts. All right. So G-Wash's dentures were not made of wood. They weren't. Nope. They were made of hippopotamus ivory. Oh, well, that's much worse, actually. Bone, animal, and human teeth. Lead, brass screws, and gold wire. Okay, this is now just a terrifying horror movie assemblage. Like saw. That's so much worse than just wood teeth. Uh, So the wood theory um, allegedly comes from uh, his fondness of dark wine uh, staining his false teeth. Oh. So it gave that uh, look of uh, wood. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Second prez, uh, John Adams, and third prez... Or third, to be third president, Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Um, they once visited Shakespeare's home and chipped off a piece of one of his chairs as a souvenir. That's rude. <laughs> right? Man. Damn Americans. Can't take us Americans anywhere. Uh, so there's a little more for them. Years later, Adams and his vice president, Jefferson, battled each other with name calling and attack ads, birthing negative campaigning in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. The second and third president did that. Great. Um, so it's been broken a long time. <laughs> they eventually made up years later. Uh, and on July 4th, 
1826, which was the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. they both died. See what happens when you are doing negative campaigns? You get old. And die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fourth prez. Wait, side note. If you were going to give a negative campaign against me, what would your point be? Hmm. Uh, he will steal your airtime and he will eat your chips. Oh, that's true. I would eat chips. I'd have to like I'd have to create a scandal to like divert from the chips. I'd be like I'd have to be like, "Well, I only eat all of the chips because Michael doesn't clean the house and it stresses me out. So, elect somebody who knows how to clean." <laughs> okay, Monica. There you go. Um so let's see. Uh fourth president. Yes. He was a wee little man. Okay. James Madison. All right. He was 5'4 uh-huh. and weighed about 100 pounds. Well, that's not that wee. It's pretty wee. I mean, it's shorter than most, but it's not like, you know, it's not like you can't drive a race uh, go-kart by yourself short. <laughs> oh, poor Shirley. Aw. You just get blown off of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. For 15th Prez, okay. uh, James Buchanan Jr. This actually was kind of an interesting one. I didn't know. Okay. Um, he was the only president to remain a lifelong bachelor. Confirmed bachelor? Allegedly, yes. Aha. Um, though, uh, it was thought to be asexual mm. or celibate mm. or a homosexual. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, he had a very close relationship with Alabama Senator... William Rufus King. Oh, that Rufus. <laughs> he is the king um, of Alabama. <laughs> they lived together for more than 10 years. Oh, did they? Yep. And they both were wealthy. So it was like, hmm, mm. why, why are they living together? Would you say he was on his presidential staff? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Whatever. <laughs> so um, did he mount his monument? I veto your right to talk. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they lived together more than 10 years, and Andrew Jackson called them Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. Well, this is the gayest story I've ever heard in presidential history. Uh, Me as well? I as well? Me too. Uh, The 20th president, James Garfield. Yes. He was ambidextrous. And he could write in Greek with one hand and Latin in the other hand. That is super random. Yeah, it was super Which random. Which hand did he use to write in? I don't know. I didn't see that. All right. But uh, his teeth. Um, 37th president, Richard Nixon. Okay. He loved to bowl so much that he had a one-lane um, uh, alley, alley installed in the yeah. White House. Oh, you knew I that. I knew that. I didn't know that. I knew that. I'm bad at this. Did you know what Obama had installed in the White House? What? Basketball court. Oh, gotta keep. You know why? Because Obama was fucking cool. He was cool. I mean, is cool, but. Uh, Oh, did you do you know the nickname that he had? Who? Because he was like a big fan of basketball. Obama. College or high school? Hmm. Let me guess. Would it be hoops? Would it be uh, Hoosier? (laughs) Hoosier. That's the wrong. That's the wrong state. Uh, No, I don't know. Let's see. What was it? 
Um, I don't remember. Oh, great. Thanks it for bringing it up then. Barry Obama. Barry Obama. Okay. <laughs> That's nerdier than expected, but all right. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Barry Obama. All right. <laughs> it was when he was in uh, Hawaii's Punahou High School. Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. Are you say a chipmunk? It. Yeah. All right. It, it was because of his love for taking difficult shots. Oh, that's cool. Which he often missed. <laughs> <laughs> At least he went for it. Yeah, you know, you don't. If you don't shoot, you won't make it in. You miss one hundred percent of shots you don't take. <laughs> there you go. In a world. In a world where you play basketball at the White House, you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, where was I? Uh, all right, last one. Okay. George W. He was G-Dub. A, he was 43rd Prez. Yep, I remember him well. He was his high school's head cheerleader. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Okay. WTF. That's true. <laughs> WTF. All right. That's all I got. Nice. Well, those are some good presidential facts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. In summary. You know what? We didn't really talk about Lincoln at all. Oh. That's kind of odd. Actually. Actually. Um, actually. Yeah, Lincoln. Poor guy. He got left out. And they just lumped him into President's Day. Yeah, but I mean, I thought you were gonna say poor guy. He got assassinated. But, I mean that yeah. too. But uh, some states do observe his his uh, birthday as mm. a holiday. I have also heard rumors that he was also family. Really, I have. Mm. Whose family? Our family. Like related to us? Yes, oh directly to both of us. Isn't that weird? That's that's really weird. And now Strangely I'm our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? What? We are all made of stars. I That is true. Neil deGrasse Tyson said so. Mm-hmm. And if that cocky bastard says it's true, then he'll probably make money on it in a book. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this has been the most random uh, President's Day episode I think we could have ever come up with. Mm-hmm. Until uh, next year. wasn't really super about President's Day. But that was kind of my goal, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I agree. I didn't want it to be all about presidents. Yeah, I feel like we hear so much about um, that guy running the place right now that it was more fun to just keep this episode light and, you know, good for a Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like you learned anything today, Mike? I did. What did you learn? I learned that you can come up with really awful uh, taglines to movies. Oh, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. In a world where Michael Moreno will never be president. Olivia Pope comes to save him from Steve Silvis's chip-stealing antics. That was terrible. I'm sorry. I set you up so good. Well, what would you have said? Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, in a world where Michael Moreno will never be president, Steve Silvis will and laugh all the way to the bank with bags of chips. <laughs> <laughs> all right well music for the show is by dimitri banoff and audi goldstein <laughs> and the vocals for the opening number are by our great friend chad consomo thanks chad and 
Chad will be on soon. That's right. That's super exciting. Yeah. So spoiler alert, but he's going to be a guest soon. So look forward to that. Got some good stuff planned coming up. Yeah. And we have, we actually are planning things. It's, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much for liking and subscribing to the show. Please reach out on Facebook or Twitter and let us know what you think. We uh, really appreciate your comments and your feedbacks. Keep it coming. Yeah. And we're on Stitcher now. That's true. That's a thing. Yes. Okay, on that awkward note, see you next week, everybody. Bye. Happy President's Day. I'm air quoting. They can't see that, but I'm showing you. Goodbye. Bye.